What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a new episode of the Antler Up Podcast. We are on episode 85. On today's episode, I went back home to Northeast PA to put in some work on the private mountain that my dad and I hunt together. Jim D'Agostino lives nearby and joined in on the festivities as we scouted some different locations, changed some trail cameras, shot our bows, and had a little bit of a cookout. We cover what his perception was of the area we hunt, getting dialed in before the season, preparing for Delaware and PA, and what it means to antler up. So sit back and enjoy this fun episode, Antler Up. Quick side note, I know some of you listen with kids in the car, and towards the end of the episode, when we start talking about this year's motto for Antler Up, there are a few swear words, so just wanted to bring that to your attention. Before we get into this episode, I want to share with you a few discount codes that will help you save some money and get ready for the upcoming hunting season. The Elk Collective is the virtual elk hunting resource with tons of videos and information to get you ready to chase elk this upcoming season. Use code PODCAST and save $30 today at the elkcollective.com. Spartan Forge stands at the nexus of machine learning and whitetail deer hunting to deliver truly innovative and science-based products that saves the hunter time spent scouting, planning, and executing their hunts. New things are on the horizon, so use code ANTLERUP to save 25% off your Spartan Forge membership at spartanforge.ai. Before we get into this episode, I want to thank our partners over at America's Best Bowstrings, hand-built in the USA since 2006, amazing customer service, awesome quality and performance. Their Platinum Series strings are what we all run on our bows, and we absolutely love them. Go and create a custom set today at americasbestbowstrings.com. Pick up some of that wind, but that's okay. It's, we're, it's, we're live. We're, we are we live. We are live. It's oh natural. Um we are not in state college anymore. No, we aren't. We are in where uh, I grew up chasing whitetail and learning, cut my teeth on what it means to grow up and be a hunter, I guess. It's a beautiful country up here. Sweet. Well, we are live. We are tailgating right now. Jim Diagostino's here, antler up, and we are in the parking lot. Little, it's not a parking lot. It's just a little pull-off where my dad and I, when we come hunt up at the club, back at home on the mountain, this is where we are. So my dad, just a quick little backstory, my dad had uh, both his knees replaced, and he had his second one done last Friday, and I needed to get up here and get some couple more trail cams out for him and I and do a couple other little things around here, and Jim was graciously said, hey, I'm not too far. Let's get it going. So, Jim, thanks for helping me out today, buddy. Hey, man, it's my pleasure. I'm, thanks for having me. This property is beautiful. Um, it looks very similar to where I hunt about five minutes from here. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, it's it's gorgeous. And uh, you're, you and your dad have picked out some really, really great spots over the years. So. Yeah. What's cool, we'll, we'll get into it, but what I, you know, we made it a fun day because we got up here early. We... Went down, we put out trail cameras, we walked to the next spot, put out more trail cameras, looked around, scouted around, did a bunch of different things, did all that. But then afterwards, we came back up, we had uh, our bows with us, so we shot for a little bit, dropped some bombs, and after we did that, we cooked out, had some brats, and 
now here we are. We said, let's let's record a little bit. Let's get a podcast going and talk a little bit about what uh, what we did today, what we saw today, and also just whatever else. Talk about what, what we're excited for for this upcoming season. But So right off the bat, Jim, you were just saying about uh, – you know, this area and what it, how it looks similar to, to, uh, your spot, you know, just because of the technically it's the, what the same mountain. It's, it's Yeah. It's on the other side of the mountain. So it's the same mountain, just the opposite side. Yeah. What, what did you notice? Uh, like what were some of the things that were popping up in your mind? Like, obviously we talked about, you know, maybe some bedding area transition areas. Like what, what were some other things that popped up in your mind while you were walking today? Yeah. The laurel isn't quite as high as it is for me on my side. Um, the laurel here is about waist high or, or less, which is nice. Um, yeah, near me, it's about chest high and, and or over my head, depending on where you are. And then it, it, it goes from, you know, that those heights to extreme, like we're nothing. There's, you know, where the game commission has done like burnouts or log outs and they've like cleared a lot of these areas for the new undergrowth. And, um, so yeah, that, that was the first thing that popped out of me. Secondly is that, um, the elevation change here is pretty subtle. Everything kind of comes down, uh, at a nice even grade. And on my side, it's like much more like, um, jagged cliff sides like severe yeah like severe. yeah more severe a lot more stripping banks and and uh just you know real steep drop-offs but other than that the terrain is basically the same you got these little honeysuckles and and small uh small trees mixed in with some nice big pines and large maples now here's a question for you and there's i don't i mean there could be an answer or there <clears throat> could not be but what are some challenges you think a hunter or myself or my dad or you would face hunting where we hunt? I think the first thing would be access to your stands. Like, you know, getting in there quietly is definitely going to be a struggle. It's super thick. Um, And, you know, if you were to drive up this road that we drove up and parked on, that's fine. But it seems like you're, I guess, stand placement's crucial. So you kind of want to be in a spot where if you're going to push deer, at least you push them towards where you're going to be. Yeah. Uh, So... That would be the first two things that jump out at me. Um, the other thing that is, is I don't know what the hunting pressure is like, but where your pop property butts up against some other, you know, private land, I, you know, I'd be worried about other hunters kind of just kind of moseying, moseying on through. Yeah. Especially right. during the gun season when they start putting drives on, they, people kind of get a little, little lost. They get quote unquote lost. Yeah. Quote unquote lost. Yeah. yeah. I mean, luckily for us, I talked about it once before in the 2016, 2017, seasons we did have a couple individuals come up on our property that uh what's kind of funny is a a gentleman legit built a fortress you know old school with wooden sticks i mean this is 2016 like there's you know buy a stand Mm -hmm. you know and uh built a stand that was near a two-man ladder stand that my brother had down below for many many years and it's about 50 yards from there it's like you didn't see that sucker i mean I don't know. So, but luckily, knock on wood, we've been pretty good the last two, three years. Um, you know, during rifle season, you have that, like you just said, you know, people doing on drives and doing that type of stuff. But as far as during archery goes, it's not so much, which is good. Uh, and actually, where I hunt, like where we are, as far as people that are come up here to hunt, archery season is actually very minimal like there's not a lot of pressure um you know membership i guess you could say is older gentlemen so they're they are mainly rifle hunters Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I really like the uh, the ATV trails that surround everything. Yeah, I think it makes um, at least getting a deer out um, a little easier. Mm-hmm. You guys could are able, you know, have the capabilities of getting ATV or a truck or something into where you need to go. Um, and also for you know, if you want to get out and you want to want to walk or do st- still hunts quietly, having those roads and those access roads are, are really nice. Yeah. So I mean, I like this property a lot. I think I think that this property definitely screams like a rifle to me more than bow but it has those little pockets for archery that are just money yeah like the ones we went through today i think right. you're, you and your dad have it pretty nailed down at least on this side of the mountain yeah well like you said the the entry point has always been something for me i wanted to take a better approach to and knowing when these deer move is obviously trying to find that out is, is sometimes hard just because you, you know deer are living creature and it's mm-hmm. like okay when when are they crossing this area so that's why for me i'm a huge pro for cameras that are cell cameras because i live two and a half hours away from here if i could get them in certain parts where i you know whether it's on a good trail i could maybe say hey okay where are these deer mainly coming from at what time and from there you could kind of make a game plan just so i know uh for me where I could go in at and quietly get into a spot. Yeah. That's, that's for me. No, I, I would agree with that for sure. Um, like I said, I think you and your dad have it pretty nailed down. I don't, I don't think you're going to be able to make any more adjustments to as far as access and, um, better hunting locations as far as archery goes. Uh, you guys have picked out what I would call the prime spots here for archery. Yeah. Um, I'd be interested to see how things are going to pan out now that we, we like you said, uh, we changed some camera locations, uh, did some mock scrapes. Um, uh, we found some, you know, other heavily beaten trails, deer trails that you may not necessarily knew about before. So <clears throat> this year should be interesting. Yeah, I'm excited to see. I know <clears throat> we will be taking a... I'll, we'll go buy it too, and I know my. I've said it too a couple times the last couple of weeks. My daughter, she got her doe tag for up in this unit, so nice. that way she could be with me and my dad. And there's a couple spots, whether it be here or on public land, that we want to take her, where hopefully she could have success and see some deer. And like I told told you earlier about that field, maybe we could even see what uh throw a camera up there or something like that, just to see if there's deer moving on that end, just for her to poke one out there during that special hunt during october for her but yeah i like i said i appreciate you coming out and helping and uh being a good uh being a good sport trekking up and down the mountain dude yeah anytime i I expect uh deer steaks yeah you know if you guys connect (laughs) yeah some deer (laughs) deer steaks because i don't know my my seasons are always uh, up in the air if i'm gonna be successful or not so yeah you guys have a pretty good setup here so well we are going to delaware here in, in a couple weeks that's right so We'll be flinging some arrows. Yeah, that's for sure. That is for sure. We have uh, a lot of doe tags for those areas. Yeah, two buck, two <clears throat> separate types of buck tags. Mm-hmm. I guess let's let's talk about that for a second. What, yeah, what is the what are the parameters for for buck over there? So you get with your license in Delaware four doe tags, and then for fifty dollars you could buy an antler tag, and then for an additional fifty dollars you could buy I forget what they label it as but it's it's um, like a width restriction or something yeah, on the width, antlers yeah it's yeah. a width restriction on the antlers so you could technically get your go in there with six tags right so for 300 bucks roughly yep we're gonna be able to either to shoot two bucks and four does yeah which 
it should be fun. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, and let's yeah, let, let's talk about that. Like, what are your expectations going into <clears throat> that? Because it is it's early September. I mean, just e-scouting it, it looks unbelievable. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, you know, soybean fields and, and, and different, uh, like, farm ag fields around these uh, large game land areas. Um, so the transition zones and the feeding and the bedding is all there. I mean, I think it on paper, it looks great. It looks like we're going to at least have action at, at something. Now, are we going to shoot something with bone on, on its head? I don't know. Yeah. You know, who knows? But I think we're going to have, we're going to see deer. I'm hoping we bag at least a, a doe or two and come home with some meat and uh, kind of start our season off right so we can kind of be a little more picky on the in the PA side. You know? Right, right. Well, that's what I'm excited for because I want to go out there, hopefully get in on some deer and see deer, like you just said. And if we shoot something with some bone on top, great. And if we don't, as long as we're, you know, getting getting something at an opportunity at a doe, get some meat in the freezer. That's what I, I'm really excited to really get after it. Yep. Like I want to just go. Yep. And if, if I have a good shot opportunity at 35 yards and I'm feeling confident with my setup at that time, mm-hmm. let's, I'm going to let it rip. You and I both have a couple of new bows and, and uh, new setups for this year. So we need to break them in. Yeah. You know, it's time to get, turn them red and, uh, and have some fun. I'm excited, dude. Yeah, me too. I'm fired up. It's going to definitely be a nice opening to our PA season. It's just uh, we'll, we'll get some breathe a sigh of relief and kind of, you know, pop that cherry. Now, let me ask you this. Looking at that terrain and looking at everything, how it looks like on, on the map, what's it look like when you hunt on this side? Like, obviously not necessarily the mountain terrain because obviously Delaware is a lot more flat than this. But, mm-hmm. like, when you hunt closer to your home, private property, that type of stuff – where you do have a little bit of ag, are you using some of your tactics that you uh, use there compared to anything stand out uh, the, like that? The elevation changes in Delaware seem way lower. Like it seems way flatter yeah. than our, my PA ag, you know, properties that I hunt. Um, so that, I don't think elevation is going to be quite, quite the factor. I'm going to be more looking for feeding, bedding, transition areas. We're going to be the primarily what I'm going to be after. Um, I mean, the feeding is going to be obvious. There's gigantic ag fields where deer, I'm sure, go out and browse, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but getting into where you find the thick cover, where those thick cover meets those fields, I think is going to be the key. But I think we might have some of that pinned out already on our yeah on on our Onyx. So I'm dude, I'm so pumped. Yeah, me too. Staying in a cabin, Tom. Maybe we could catch some thunder in a bottle, lightning in a bottle from uh, Tom after him shooting that drop tying buck last year. That's what I'm thinking. He seems to have the hot hand right now. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, I shot a buck last year, but it was nothing really to uh, take home and brag about. I was super proud of him, but uh, not like Tom. Tommy boy, he's uh, he's putting some, some, some inches on the ground. Yeah. Yeah, that's sweet buck. Now, I'm excited. It's going to be fun. I love sharing camp with people and... Uh, that's the whole thing i mean we're gonna have so much i mean it's camaraderie we're gonna you know be razz each other a little bit we get to play with some of our new bows and new equipment and test things out this is really for me this is going to be just like a really big uh live practice session it's like basically what it's gonna what i'm taking it as you know hopefully we come home with some meat but if we don't i'm I'm gonna learn a lot for sure and we'll be ready for next year and then certainly be prepping us for a pa yeah what is your setup that you're going to be running or, so, or what you're, what are you shooting right now? So right now I'm shooting a prime Nexus four. Um, so that's a 34 inch axle to axle. Um, I got a Hamsky Trinity rest on there. I got uh custom platinum series, ABB strings, uh, that look, look super slick and, and shoot really nice. Um, 
I'm still running Easton Full Metal Jackets. Uh, they've never let me down, so I haven't, you know, I've shot Axis, and I have Axis, and I have uh, some of the new Nexus arrows. I might give those a run. I think I'm going to take both. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have two bows with me, I think, for this hunt, just one as a backup because we're going to go all the way out there. I want to make sure that something yeah. happens, so I'm ready. So I'm going to run my Full Metal Jackets and the new Nexus arrows. Um and I think that's pretty much it. Broadheads, I don't know yet. I'm still on the fence. We're in the testing phases, you and yeah, I. Yeah, yeah. So I'm in the fence between Iron Will and uh, the new Ozcuts. Yep. I really like those a lot. Um, but I want to see how they fly a little more at distance. But, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much the same thing. I just I don't run that Trinity Rest. Yep. Uh, I got the hybrid. Hybrid, right? Yeah. Same got, thing. They're yeah, exactly the same yeah, thing. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Uh, um, I have some Iron Will, I have some Ozcut, I have some G5 uh, Dead Meats just for a mechanical, just mm -hmm. for maybe for a little poke out there, if feeling froggy, mm -hmm. and uh, see how that that goes. I'm excited. I So far, like I said, we shot a little bit today, had a couple hiccups or whatever, but I feel pretty good. I feel confident we're out at 50, and you know you were shooting dynamite at, at that range. And, yeah, it felt really good today. Yeah, it felt really good, and... Uh, I poked some out there from that that range and closed it out on a good break and a good shot. Mm -hmm. So I feel really good mentally coming into to this season. I'm excited. I I think too. I was talking to Troy uh, Dietrichs with uh, who will be on the podcast. Actually, from when this airs, it will be you just listen to it. Mm -hmm. And I said on there how I am don't have the opportunity to get out as much as I did last year, just because you know, thank goodness we're going to be full full fledged you know, go at school and, and doing all that stuff. But my schedule is obviously going to be changed now. Now it's going to be back to what a normally would be that warrior weekend and uh, maybe get out here or there. And that's where it's going to be really important for, especially to Demetri and I back at home when we scout over in state college area where we work and why, if we need to get up for a quick hour and a half, two hour hunt, we have some spots poke, you know, picked out and go in there and hopefully make a poke on something yeah. i wanted to back up for a second yeah. um i forgot to mention that we are both you and i are both running hha sites this yeah. year together yep. i've been running them now for the last 10 years but yeah you're on hha train pretty hard yeah um they've been bulletproof for us so far yeah in the 3d season um and like i said i've always had a lot of luck with them in the woods uh and running the single pin um has always done really well for me it helps me kind of hone in and kind of take my time a little more and uh so when a deer's coming in i'm ranging them i can you know, just take my time instead of just pulling up and picking a pin and like, you know, rushing. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. And, um, and we're playing around with stabilizers, you and I, yeah. we played around with some shrewd stuff. Uh, we might touch on some HHA stuff. Um, I just ordered some, um, cutters, yeah. stabilizers. I'm excited to try those. That was a recommendation from Brandon McDonald. Yep. Um, so yeah, I just, I didn't want to leave out anybody. Um, those are some key components for our, our setups this year. Yeah. And then are we all be mobile? Yeah. For this hunt? Yeah. So you and I will be mainly out of the saddle. Um, Tom's running the saddle too, or is he? No, Tom runs a, Tim runs out of a saddle, but Tom runs the, uh, he runs the new out on the limb hush stand. I okay. believe he just yeah, got. That lo yeah. That's, that looks neat. I'd and be it, interested to see that. Yeah. Yep. And he has timber ninja sticks, which you just recently I just bought. got, yep, yep. Yeah, dude, I. Nice little helicopter. Yeah, helicopter. Yeah. yeah. It looks Sweet. like it's about to rain any minute. Good thing we put this pop-up tent up yeah. here. Yeah. I love hearing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so it, we, we will all be mobile. They're looking for us. 
probably your dad sends somebody out to yeah. come find us um but yeah so i we will be mobile and dude you're gonna have to be where yep. we're going we're what we want to do because the good the weird thing when you look at delaware and you look at the hunting areas that we've marked on you know the map for where we're scouting they have you know we have as much public land here in pennsylvania as the size of the state of delaware mm-hmm. right there a lot of people are like oh, do they have a lot of you know public land and I don't know how to answer that because they do, but they don't. It's chunked up so it's hard. It's chunked, yes. Yeah. And the weird part about it is how it butt up against private like farm, which this is going to be a whole new learning experience for me because I, I've never, you could see, look at this is what I hunt here. Mm-hmm. And it's similar just with a heck of a lot more pressure back at home, like where I live now. Yep. So I don't hunt over pri- like eggs fields whatsoever mm-hmm. so that's gonna be it's gonna be interesting like you said trying to find the, like the from going to bed to feed and yep. uh i'm excited for that just because maybe you know maybe is it gonna a, a light bulb gonna go on for me like who knows like yeah. let's wait and see yeah exactly yeah no it's gonna be great okay. um but yeah if you were to take the square um what do i want to say the square uh acreage of of public land in delaware i'm sure that it's maybe not fully comparable to pennsylvania but I, I bet you it's up there it's a lot more than what people would assume yeah um but yeah it's chunked up so hard that it's like you got to find these little cutches yeah. and then i don't know what the hunting pressure is like we're going to find that out too that's right. another learning experience i think it being the first week of the, of the archery season i don't think it's going to be that heavy yeah um because a lot of guys wait till it gets a little cooler out um but yeah uh on paper like i said it looks looks like we're going to have a shot so I'm excited. Yeah. Let's just get on deer. I know you keep saying that. I'm excited. Now you're getting me all excited, extra excited. I know. (laughs) So we, uh, all right. So let's, then let's, let's talk about what what we did here today. So like I said earlier, we put out some cameras, uh, you know, did some habitat work, all that type of stuff. Mark some new waypoints. Not mark some new waypoints, mark some new trees. You know, my, I get to hunt this particular area. Uh, I come in maybe two three times a year mm-hmm. uh try to at least twice during archery and if i don't have a buck tag filled then it's that last time during during rifle season right um so my my goal is to go where that area that you and i made a little mock scrape mm-hmm. and that's going to be where i'm going to key in on i'm going to just head that way and kind of like what you said you know last year i didn't see a lot of things and you just asked me like how many sets and i was like well two and that's yeah. you know that's the tough part yeah, I think um, we're going to see what the camera says. Yeah. But I wouldn't, like, weigh, like, heavily on that because, I, like I said before we walked in there, it looks like a, quote-unquote, bucky area. It looks like a prime area for bucks during the rut. So I don't know if you're going to get a whole lot of, a lot of activity, yeah. like pre-rut and stuff in there, but I can guarantee you that bucks cruise that. Yeah. I, mean, you, I mean, you killed in there before, so right. obviously... Um, that's true, but it, yeah, it's just, it looks like perfect transition and bedding for bucks on the, on the run for, for does, you know? And it's nearby doe bedding too. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like we kicked yeah, up that a doe bedding is that lower, that lower section. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We kicked up some, some doe even walking down and, um, that was funny how we were saying that we were like, Oh, that looks like perfect, like bedding. And like, we took two steps in and boom, two, two, yeah. two deer jumped out of bed. So it was like, yeah, yeah, I guess that is right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that, that was pretty cool. So yeah, well, I, I will see, well, I mean, we put up some cell cameras, we put out some Tacticam reveals out and, um, so, so far for me, you know, just as a little plug, they, they've been very reliable. I know 
a lot of people try to seek them. They're so hard to get. But if you can hit someone, get them. Don't resell them for $300 like they go on eBay and stuff like that. Uh, just use them. You know, that's my little. Yeah, no, Cause for you sure. Have, you have people like myself that really would like one to use them mm-hmm. <laughs> and, or my dad. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting. And like you said, I'm, I with with my, our setups, I think, like we said, w- w- if we're shooting at 40 yards and our arrow is zipping through a brand new block, block target, target yep. I mean, it is, uh, yeah. I, I can't wait to see when we put a, br- a broadhead on the end. Yeah, exactly. No, those Nexus arrows, for sure. Those four millimeters that you were shooting, yeah. those things are going to blow through some meat, I'm telling you. Yeah. Brand new, fresh part of the block target, and that thing was buried into the fletchings Yeah. at 40 yards. I mean... Yeah, it's going to do some serious damage. It is time for this week's Vortex Nation highlight. Hey, what's up, Jeremy and the Antler Up crowd? This is Troy from Dietrich's Outfitters, and your tip of the week is all about milkweed. Now, milkweed is something that grows in roadside ditches in most of the Northeast, especially in Pennsylvania, and you can find it probably all over the country if you look. Um, It is a tall, skinny leafy plant that has these pods that grow off of it Uh, once these pods dry out inside those pods are some white really light fluffy thistle type material and that's used as wind indicator in the whitetail woods so this stuff is awesome it's incredible it'll show you dropping thermals rising thermals way better than uh, powdered wind indicator will so and it's free and it can be harvested all summer long pretty much so now is a great time to get out there and pick some of it the way i like to pick the milkweed is i go out i put a pair of gloves on because that milk inside the milkweed is extremely sticky and uh, grab a pair of snips and just cut off a ton of those pods i mean i always have so much left over so it rolls over to the following year but i mean a few pods will probably get you almost through a season so what you'll do is chop off a bunch of those pods, throw them in a cardboard box, let them dry out for a day or two. That helps all the uh, milk uh, dry off of them so they're not as so sticky to handle. After that happens, I always go up to my wife's lingerie drawer and grab a pantyhoe and stuff all those pods inside a pantyhoe and then let them hang out in the sun to dry or up an attic or top of your garage or something like that where it's really hot so they dry out and the air can flow in and out of that pantyhoe works really well once they dry out then what you do is you bust open those pods and stuff all that milkweed into a rubber coin purse you can pick one up for probably less than a dollar and um, they work extremely well they're probably uh, something that you remember from your childhood or something your grandpa carried around in his pocket stuff as much of that milkweed into that coin purse and then it's uh, easy to slip in and out of your pocket doesn't get milkweed all over your inside of your pockets and stuff like that and also if you're a saddle hunter you can hang that right off of your uh, your gear your gear strap that hangs in front of you and you can easily pull that stuff right out of there it works incredible i think it's probably the best way to to haul around milkweed so get out there there's milkweed everywhere this time of year on the side of the road get out there chop some down start drying that stuff out so you have uh, milkweed for seasons to come that's your tip of the week have a good one awesome what um what uh what are your some expectations or goals for 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 pa yeah for this year uh for pa uh, I'm not going to hunt my dad's farm this year. Uh, I decided to give that a year, at least a year break. 
you know, the crazy run-in I had with that crazy neighbor next yeah. door and, and that whole thing kind of rubbed me wrong. And, uh, I had, a, I have been having a lot of consistent success on public land, um, up this way. Yeah. So I think I'm going to hone on that first. I, the early season, I'm probably going to do, uh, my hunt where, where Tim hunts. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about that before, uh, Monroe County PA. Um, be hunting the game lands there, I think early season, and then I'm going to switch gears and go rut. I'm going to do rut up this way. Cause obviously right around that October Halloween time, um, is when things really amp up up this way. So I'll be sitting quite a bit up here and then probably finish the season off. If I don't have a tag filled, I'll probably head back down to Monroe County for the deer, the deer drives and stuff. The, the, uh, the Amish folk come up on horseback and do big deer drives and bear drives and stuff. And it's always an exciting time to, to get yourself way out there and just kind of watch the show and wait for, uh, creatures to come flying past you. What, what does your schedule look like usually for you to allow you to get out? Like you take, just because like for me, like I said, it's, it's. Yeah. It's I usually take extended weekends. I take like Fridays. I take a bunch of Fridays off in October, November. Mm-hmm. Um, and just try to piggyback, you know, Friday, Saturday hunts all the time. And now sun, um, they gave us four Sundays to hunt this year in PA again. So I don't remember exactly what those dates were as compared to last year, if they're the same or not. But, yeah. but um, I can usually make, excuse me, three-day weekends out of it. Um, and then I always take one full week off just for the rut. So um, I'm going to plan that to be right around that October 31st time frame. Okay. That's always been... That's been three years in a row for me now, so knock on wood, knock on something with yeah, wood here. Yeah. My head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'll take a week off right at the end of October, and um, hopefully we connect again. But we'll see. I'm going to – my goal is to try to be a little more picky. I keep telling myself every year I keep shooting these 100 to 120-inch deer, and like, I'm, like I said, I'm super proud of them. I can't eat the antlers. Um, but I'm overdue. I haven't shot a quote-unquote, like, you know, shoulder mount deer in probably five years now. So I want to try to hold out. That's why I would love to stack some meat in our Delaware hunt um, or even early season PA and, and then just kind of really focus on the big boys and see what I could see what I can accomplish, push myself a little bit to try to be a little more picky. All right. What is your, if you could have the perfect Delaware trip that would lead you into PA, what, what does that look like? Perfect Delaware trip is that all of us come home with a deer. Yeah. That'd be a perfect Delaware trip. Um, everybody comes home with a deer. Now, if we mix a buck in there, like if I saw you or mm-hmm. Dimitri or whoever shoot a buck, I mean, I would just be, that'd be icing on the cake. But I think if we all can come home with a doe, that would just be, you know, you, you breathe that sigh of relief when you, when you bag your first year of the year, you know, yeah, and get blood on your hands and just really feel, you feel like you're in it now. Like, all right, I'm in the game now. Right. You know, we've been practicing, 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 but until coach calls your number, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you, you don't feel like you're in it yet. Yeah. I have, I have about the same expectations of like my, I'm not going to be picky, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of for Delaware, right? For, yeah. For yeah. Delaware. Yeah. I, I, I don't plan on being picky and you know, if it's an opportunity, I'm, I'm going to try to, I'm, I want to try to get those, those kills to happen. Yeah. If it's a legal buck too, I, like, right. like I said, I think we should just go for it. Yeah. It's our first time hunting in Delaware, uh, velvet, you know, potential, yeah, velvet, potential velvet, velvet, yeah. uh, which I've never killed a velvet buck before. So that would be kind of neat, yeah. you know, regardless of his size. Um, but yeah, our goal is number one is connect, bring home some meat. And then if we could bring home some velvet on, on the be icing on the cake. Hell yeah, dude. I'm with you on that. Yeah. I know. I, we were just talking about, uh, 
to before Total Archery Challenge and everything like that. So right now, when this does air, it'll be all wrapped up besides of Vermont, I think, mm-hmm. is, is that last one. Or, or they canceled Vermont this year, I think. They'd, no, they, they, they brought it back on? They brought it back on. Oh, okay. Yeah, they did cancel, and they brought it back on. Sweet. That would be one to try, too. That's that's drivable for us, I think, yeah. eight, nine hours or eight something. Hour, but. Yep. Mike might actually go to it. Yeah. Yeah, he, he might try to sneak out for a day. Um, yeah. And and I'd be interested in Vermont. PA is always a given. I think that one's just so close that we yeah, just have to kind of go. go. Yeah. And the knock-on course was just so awesome. Yeah, definitely. That's all we're going to do next year is we yeah. agreed. <laughs> uh, that was the hands down the most technical, the most fun, the nicest views from yeah. the, for the hike. So, Yeah, Brock saved the day. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah, he ju- he kept me from you wanna, jumping off. You want to tell everybody about the like a little bit of meltdown we had there? Or? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> without going into too much detail. Yeah, so <laughs> I was. Uh, it was Sunday. It was the last day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, we were leaving that Sunday. Yeah, Sunday yeah, morning. Yeah, it was Sunday morning. So it was the last day for it. My daughter had a dance recital. Mm-hmm. Brock's daughter also had a soccer game. She had a soccer around game. the same time. Yep, and Brock is. You know, you guys had a longer drive than I. I do. Yeah, ours was about four and a half hours. Yeah, I'm two. Yeah. Yeah, so I we knew the knock-on course was going to take a lot longer, and we we were, pre- pre- I, I wouldn't say prematurely, but we were like, hey, yeah, you guys could try to get on Our a little previous, bit. Our previous years of experience there, yeah. um, and them, them knowing us well enough now, yeah. um, that they've always been super gracious to let us kind of go on a little earlier than everybody else yeah. and especially now with you know we've donated to the TAC events and stuff and like I said the people know us pretty well yeah. and we've always been like supported in that way and they were like hey you know what go ahead you guys are an hour early yeah no big deal and no one's really yeah. you know it's fine and so this is for we, the past couple of years that's right past couple of years yeah. so I mean I guess it's our fault for kind of banking on that yeah. you know because that's not a given 100% yeah so it threw uh, me for a loop just and then uh, we tried to get up on there and uh and what 45 minutes to an hour yeah and uh, we weren't allowed on the, the lift. Yeah, even. they were strict. And hey, more power to them. They have yes. to keep people in line. Yes. We're not anybody special. We're, not, we're not John Dudley, <laughs> you know, or Aaron Snyder or any of these yes, other guys. Correct. You know, so we don't deserve any of that treatment. No, we really no. don't. Uh, the fact that they've done that for us for the last few years is awesome. Yeah. And it wasn't just us. It's for a lot of people. Yeah. Not, yep, yep, not yep. just like for Jim or Jeremy or anybody. Right. It, it's just for, it was for everybody that, oh, hey, yeah, okay. You're, they never checked. They checked. This is the first time they really checked knock times mm-hmm. as far as having someone placed there in years past no like you just went down you got your ticket and then you could go up on the mountain that's what it was that's what i was used to yeah so then uh, you know i'm walking up thinking like okay we could do that and they're like hey you're not for another hour and i was like wait what yeah and uh knowing how long it was going to be and the I, pressures from the wives from at home knowing that if we were late there would be hell to pay was yeah. also stressful yeah so um, it, it was it was just a very stressful we, moment for for Jeremy. <laughs> we, we, there was a time where Brock and I were like, "Oh man, we're probably shooting this by ourselves today." I don't think Jeremy's coming. Jeremy's like, yeah, "I'm about to get out of here. I can't be late." Uh, but Brock came to the rescue and talked you off the ledge, and we were like, "Let's screw it. We're here. Let's just do it." And so then someone just said, "Hey, someone at the eight thirty didn't show." Yeah, and then guys. it ended up paying. It ended up working out anyway. Yeah. And um, I forget her name at the booth, but she was super nice. Her son works at the. Yeah, it's it's the, the family. The family, c- it, yeah, yeah the, they they were nice, and they were like, oh, "All right, you're good to go." So we hop on the lift and get up there, and we hammered out the first couple of targets, and we were like, "Wow, we still are making great time." Like we could kept going in the next one, the next one, the next. Yeah, we kept it. saying one more, one more, one more, and we get like eight or nine targets in, and I think it was eight. We were like, "This is it." 
Yeah, this I think, all right, no matter what, based off of, like, we were looking at the map on our phones, and we were like, all right, based off of this, we could still make it back to the shuttle yeah. to get back to the lift to make it on time if we leave after this target. And we got up over this little hump, uh, yeah. and next thing you know, we see this giant standing yeah, there. Yeah, giant, like, Yeti-looking guy, um, and boom, John Dudley, right? Yeah. So we were like, what are the chances that the last target that we're going to shoot is john's target you know yeah so super nice guy we got to talk to him for a little bit shoot with him and pictures, uh, taken. pictures taken yeah and it was a, a beautiful way to end the whole weekend yeah and i'm super glad that we were able to talk you off the ledge yeah <laughs> <laughs> dude I, I will say this if you if i was driving on the highway and you would have sent me that photo of you guys like with dudley i would have just wherever i was yeah, i was drove just, right off i was just i was just <laughs> hardcore hammering that steering wheel yeah going yeah either into the side of the wall or the next brock and i talked about that in the ride home we were like can you imagine like if jeremy left because he was going to leave the target right before that or he wasn't even going to shoot at all yeah and we would have oh man he would have been just devastated oh so my God. yeah yeah it all worked out it all did it always does yeah i love the tack events they're like the best practice yeah for hunting scenarios i've you could ever put love in the woods i mean I know there's no tree stand related things, but for every other type of application, and it's a real reality check with having to hike at different, you know, elevations, you're hoofed in it a little bit to try to keep pace and then slow your heart rate and make these good shots, especially these bombs that they put out. Yeah. I mean, what better test of of you and your equipment than a total archery challenge? Yeah. Do you know what I'm excited for? If like I know we say we're we are doing Montana, which get knock times. Yeah. That's gonna be the the hard part. But at the grand scheme of things, We'll have the Pennsylvania one early June, end of May, whenever they have it next year. Mm-hmm. And then we almost have a month, like over a month to really prepare, learn from mistakes. get that, Yeah, from PA. From PA yeah. and get almost like redialed the hell back in. Yeah. For, and mentally be. Yeah. And, and hopefully put on a little bit of a show out there in Montana. Yeah. You know? It seems like the Montana sh- uh, shoot has a lot more "quote unquote" big names. Yeah, you know, a lot of the you know Jocko and whatnot go out there and stuff. And if you have a chance to shoot in front of these people, it's already nerve wracking when you're shooting in front of strangers. But then when you have like these guys that are, you know, so famous and like guys you look up to and and respect so yeah. much, and then they're they're breathing down your neck as you're taking these shots, it's like crazy. Um, but yeah, it would be that would yeah I think that would work out really nice for us if we could shoot PA regroup maybe do a local shoot and just kind of work on our hone our craft a little bit and then head out to montana and hopefully do well yeah what what have you been doing lately that's been uh helping you like with your shot process and everything (sighs) honestly i've been working out that's been like the biggest thing i'm starting to get you know i i always felt like i was strong but like you never really feel the strength until you're like you know are exercising those muscles that you don't normally exercise. Uh, you know, been doing a lot of like back exercises and things and trying to get myself. And I noticed that like I, my holds are a lot more steady now than they were, you know, six months ago. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like over time from just lack of exercise, I've just been my shot, my whole shot sequence has just been falling apart. So I think by exercising and, and I've been able to tighten that up a bit, but also I'm shooting every day, whether it's three arrows, whether, whether it's 300 arrows, mm-hmm. I'm shooting every day and I will not let a day go by. I have no excuse. I have, um, I could shoot out the 40 yards in my backyard. I could shoot my basement, you know, whatever, uh, blank bill. So, I mean, there's really no excuse. So right. I just need to stay on that no matter what, find the time and just shoot. Yeah. I mean, you talked about it with Bill on, on that latest podcast that you guys did about, you know, procrastinating and all that time. And, you know, now's the time. If you still have yet to really 
get dialed in for the hunting season now is now is when it's important the clock's ticking the clock's ticking yeah but if there's never it's better be late than never Mm -hmm. but the clock the clock is ticking now is the time we got to really if you guys are just getting your equipment out and blowing the dust off it and everything you just need to start hammering you know every day not to sound like cameron hands or anything but we keep hammering out there (laughs) <laughs> hey you had a nice run in with him <laughs> yeah yeah i did yeah i did uh him and i uh, didn't see things quite eye to eye on a social media post at one time and you know we kind of had a little bit of a falling out but we were never really he never he doesn't know me and i don't really know him so it, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't really falling out but um yeah i've since i've since moved on from you know shooting hoyt temporarily so I shot Hoyt for like 20 years and I decided to go a different route, but I'm not saying it was all Cameron Haynes related. I just was in the mood to try something new, yeah. but he helped push me. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> no hard feelings. No hard feelings. That's an inside joke. Yeah. <laughs> inside joke story. But exactly. I love it, man. Um, yeah, I, I think it is, like you said, better late than never, but for like, even for me, like we're having this, it's end of july basically and we're getting trail cameras out and some people will be like oh they've been out mine been out for x amount of time which is true but mm-hmm. you know these deer are still you know the shift's not going to happen until another couple months yeah i don't think you're patterning anything right now right no. now it's just an inventory call yeah, exactly. see what's out there exactly and now honestly i've said it before when we first started our podcast i usually do not get deer on camera up here until hunting season Mm -hmm. or end of September when that shift does happen and the the batcher groups do break up, Mm -hmm. that's when I do maybe get, oh, hey, there's a buck or, you know, it may not be a big guy or whatever, but that's when we do start seeing deer just because they are bedding closer to the private, the fields. What's funny about that is that I'm actually, I have the opposite effect on my side of the mountain, Mm -hmm. or I shouldn't say my side, the other side that I put on, um, where I get bachelor group after bachelor group and then come like rut time, it's very scarce. Yeah. You got to just hit it right. You got to hit the cold fronts hard. Yeah. The cold fronts are money up here, but like, like probably anywhere else. But, um, but yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if my spot is a summertime zone and then this, they cross the mountain, uh, you know, Could. to the other side for. That is interesting. Yeah. We'll have to keep tabs on that. Yeah. We might have to like tranquilize one and put a collar on yeah, it. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, game commission. Yeah. Oh man. No, I'm excited. Like I said, about just everything about this upcoming year. I feel like it's a whole new outlook, man, for, for me, you know, the first year that we started antler up, uh, it was, it was something new. It was something fresh for for me. I'm talking me personally. Mm -hmm. And there was zero pressure on me to do anything. And I felt like last year, and I've read about it and I've seen people post about it where, you know, maybe some people have a little bit of success with, whatever they're doing. And, you know, you kind of put a little bit of pressure on you. And it wasn't that I put pressure on myself. It was just, I I put pressure on myself on the side that I had the opportunity to get out more. Mm -hmm. And I, like I've said, it wasn't the lack of trying. It was just things didn't align. And I talked about it too on last week's podcast with Troy, where I did have opportunities on say a doe or you know, or a shooting distance on a little buck or a legal deer that again, I'm on a buck that I was like, that doesn't get me that excited. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So let's, let's let him grow. Hopefully he can make it through rifle season. So I did have opportunities. I just didn't, you know, go through with them until it got to the time where, okay, these are my last days off and I need meat in the freezer. I'm 
you know, and that opportunity came one night. I shot a doe. We packed her out the next day, and we had close encounters during the rut, and it was just mm-hmm. chaos. And late season, I had a chance to get in on, on some deer, shot another doe. Like, so what I'm getting at for this year with it, I'm kind of clean slate. Let's just love yeah, Love. have fun doing it again. Yeah. Don't put so much pressure. I think, yeah, I think I I saw that kind of from the outside too. Uh, you and Dimitri put a lot of pressure on yourselves to be successful because you're trying to grow the podcast and you know your social media platforms and things. And you kind of like everybody else in the industry, they try to put a little added pressure on themselves. Um, but I think now you guys are kind of in that niche where things are going well. Yeah. And now, you know, we have some opportunities as I'm hunting some other States mm-hmm. and now we can kind of just coast and have fun yeah. again. You Mike, know? Mike said the exact same thing. I mean, Mike, you know, he, again, new, new to hunting within mm-hmm. the last three, four years, heart, you know, shot his first doe two years ago. And last year, you know, that was his first animal. That's the first thing he's ever, I mean, to my knowledge, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be, you know, speaking hundred percent for him, but I know mm-hmm. that was his first white tailed deer. Mm-hmm. And it lit a fire under him and it made him so excited. And it just, it was something so different and new and amazing for him. You know, he's, he wants to get after it. And, you know, he, he sent me pictures from this past weekend. He was up, up at his dad's property doing some food plot stuff with Domain Outdoors products and, you know, just having, you know, trying new things. And again, an, an adult onset hunter. Mm hmm. And just trying his best, and just so excited. Yeah, you can't. You just can't be. Can't be afraid to take those steps. No. And just put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And that's you know, and he's still learning. Like there's things where I'm still learning. You're still learning. We all are, or we should. For the most that. part, this community is awesome. No one's gonna make fun of you. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. Guys might razz you a little bit or whatever, but you know, the hell with social media. Don't worry about it. Just yeah. stay stay true to yourself and and what your goals are and what and like if you're if you want to be a sponge and continue to absorb and learn. You're gonna be. You're gonna have fun, and you're gonna have more success. Yeah, well said. Yeah, well that said. was well said. <laughs> Steve Shirks was awesome. I loved. Like I felt like Shirk even, is like Gandhi or yeah. Buddha or one of those like crazy things that people look up to. That was the first podcast I re-listened to in a while, like of our own, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yeah, that makes sense." Or I, why haven't I? Like I knew that, or I have. You know what I mean? Like there was things. Yeah. Like there. Was, tidbits that I obviously I'd, I've known or tried. He points out the most obvious things that we all as hunters and been doing this our whole lives already know and do, but he has his own like little flavor to it and like can piece apart, like pick apart and piece together like the little tiny things that we've been overlooking. Yes. He, he's, he's, he's unbelievable, man. I he's, loved having him on. I can't wait to do it. Like one again with him. Like yeah. he was, he, he was such a great dude. Yep. Um, yeah, you I could did. count on him uh, posting another slammer that he's going to probably oh, drop. Sure. I'm sure he's or like either he will or one of the guys he takes out. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's uh he's got a real he's in prime habitat and he's got it dialed. He's got that place figured out. Yeah, don't move your head. Oh boy, what do we got snakes again? No, we ran into snakes earlier today. Yeah, we got bugs. Okay, only one snake. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Like a three or four footer. Yeah, it wasn't real. Not a rattler. It no. was just a. I don't know what it was. Yeah, probably but, some pit viper thing yeah probably that, some rare snake we yeah. should have caught it and like turned it in or something yeah. oh well yeah coming up and bite me in the back here soon yeah what else dude um i think we touched on pretty much everything we wanted to touch on this was kind of just like a freestyle yeah i you know let's talk about uh you know obviously i i love having you on board with us with antler up mm-hmm. uh i think the four of us make such a the number one thing is how the camaraderie that we have and what's I'm excited to really see us get together more and, and do things together. 
and uh you know we we we're coming out with a sticker it'll be you know yeah, it's going to make its appearance soon we got we're going to put it on our uh our tight spot quivers i think is what we're going to do yeah. to start it off just as like a little it's like a little motivational thing that jeremy and i kind of put it, together yeah and we you know jim asked me and i've been asked on it a couple times about like you know what the why antler up and i always said about you know it was just something where i was sitting and i wanted to have some type of motto and and uh if, you know, Dudley has knock on or yeah. whatever I've, I've, you know, cause I it needed to flow. It right. needed to flow. And I know that AJ, he said he liked the four letters of like for, for Coda, for Coda. Knights at the Apex, which Knight. is a killer name, a killer yep. logo he yep. has. Yeah. So, and I was, you know, this was beforehand. I like, yeah, obviously, yeah. Yep. uh, I, Antler Up was already when he created, uh, Knights of the Apex, but I was talking to him and I understand why. And it brought up about me. And I was like, man, I just wanted to have something like, something fun, something cool, and mm-hmm. like antler up. And I love what you said, like what it means. So, like to you, what does antler up mean? Yeah. So to me, when I first met you guys, and I thought the whole premise of antler up was that, you know, antler up to me sounds like Annie up. If you're a person yeah, that plays I've poker, s- right? Or and I've, and I've said that. Yeah. Throws your chips in. You know, in in hunting and bow hunting in particular, archery you are either all in or you're all out. It's not a sport where you can go halfway in, a quarter of the way in, and expect to to do well uh, or be consistent. And I think all the big names and even people new to the in, new to the industry and new to the the sport will say the same thing. So you either are you either antler up or you're out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like either throw your chips in and and you're all in, or or, or just get out of the you know fold them and yeah. and leave the casino. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think to me antler up. That's what antler up means, dude. And what's awesome is I sent you a message. I sent Dimitri a message. I sent Mike a message. Where the one day I was like, you know, I'm tired of half-assing things mm-hmm. you know what i mean we're saying when like oh that's good good like i'm tired of saying good is good enough yeah you and i talked about this on the phone when i think we were talking about it wasn't even hunting related it was just some personal uh yeah. hurdle we were trying to deal with or something yeah and it might have been even been with me with with working out like trying to get back into the gym again and i was just like you know what we just need to antler the fuck up yep you know? yeah <laughs> and then boom it was like born you know so like it went back to what we what we feel antler up means and stands for but then you throw like you know a nice, uh, nice healthy swear word in there. Yeah. <laughs> it just feels like your like blood is like gonna Dude, you know, pump. And honestly, like so now the you know so wanted just handle the fuck up. Yeah, that's it. That's basically <laughs> what we. That's basically what we say now. So whenever you and I or uh, Demetri and Mike we we get down about something or if we're having a hard time if it's a tough hunt, I know specifically this year if we run into something that's really difficult. We're just going to look at each other or send a text and be like, yo, dude, you know, antler the fuck up. Yep. And then, boom, you're like, we'll know. You there know? it is. Yep. It'll be a fun logo for shirts and stuff, too, for people. I know they're going to want to, you know, people are into that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't say that you use it. it it's I, all we, edited. Yeah. yeah, it's edited, but it's awesome. I, I you know, yep. it, it's our motto right now. It's something for me, like Jim said, if it's, you know, I'm tired, I don't want to shoot my bow, or I'm tired, I don't want to work out, or I got to, you know, my, my daughter wants to go do this, like, I need the antler to, you know what? Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and you know what? Like, I, you're wearing a black rifle shirt right now. I got my trusty, one of my trusty knock-on shirts on. But, but but to be with, like, knock-on and black rifle, those guys, if you ever watched their latest videos at the Total Archery Challenges in Montana and whatever, and those guys are super motivated all the time. And even the, the owner for black rifle. Um, Evan Hafer. Yeah, Evan Hafer. He... You know, he says it all the time, man. You just got to, like, you know, put your nose to the grindstone and just, like, 
just like he says, he, I think he says man up or something along those yeah. lines, but it's yeah. similar. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just at the end of the day, you make, you, you make your own destiny. Yep. So, I mean, even to go off of that, I know a lot of people have different views and opinions about black rifle and all that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not, I don't get into anything political, mm -hmm. you know, but I do applaud someone that, you know, was getting torn apart while you were away. Mm -hmm. You know, you go on a weekend to go mm -hmm. to Montana, go shoot. Couldn't even boat. defend himself. Couldn't even defend himself. Or, nor should he do it during that time with friends and loved ones mm -hmm. and all that type of stuff. Gets home. The first thing he does, he hops on there, sends out a quick nine little minute video explaining himself. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, that to me is just shown, you know, you, you, you are a leader. Yeah. And like you said, putting his nose to the ground and it's just like, Hey, here yep. it is. You yep. know, that brings, yeah. What I was saying full circle. I, I respect those guys so much already, yeah. but for him to do that in a professional manner yeah. and not call anybody out per se, just clear the air. Like, Nope, this is what's really yeah. happening. Boom. You know, the, yeah. tip my cap to those guys. Yeah. And their number one thing in, is their mission is to help veterans and that community, um, all that stuff. And, you know, we highly re respect that and that's something that we you and i we're trying to, to do that as yeah. well yeah um we got some really good feedback from brandon one well, last yeah. time when we podcast both on and off the podcast because yeah. he's also in a similar mission he yeah. wants to help out uh veterans and, and people like that mere um, mortal mere yeah. mortal yeah. yep definitely check mere mortal out all the proceeds 100 percent of the proceeds yep. goes to them so the hat you're wearing right now that was something just for me i you know shay we, we worked on a hat and he sent those and said listen we're going to donate all proceeds to to the that antler up hat to the black rifle gives foundation yep uh i still got a couple left i got a handful left of those so mm -hmm. anybody you know they're that money does not go to me that mm -hmm. money's going to go straight to the black rifle gives foundation yep. uh so buy them up i want to write a check i want to get them out and this goes back to all the gear and stuff that we have right everything we have is made in america i mean yeah. we at hha they give back tremendous uh, proceeds go back to veterans and they're constantly doing shoots and getting yep. the veteran community involved in archery and, and making changing lives um knock on black rifle um whoever else are we uh shrewd made in america yep. uh hamsky made yep. in america i mean Kifaru. everything yeah, yeah we kafaru right all the different things that we like um we don't just run them because not not only because we feel like they're the best and they look the best but they they are the best they're made in america yeah it doesn't get any better than that yeah so well said man yeah good deal well i thank you again for coming up here helping me out and uh being a, a good dear friend to me and uh i appreciate it and uh I can't wait till we could do this again here in a couple of weeks when we'll be hopefully talking about one of us, me, you, Dimitri, or T Tom. I'm hoping we're doing this when we're standing over a nice kill. Yeah, you know, that yeah. would be, that would be ideal. I know, man. <laughs> I can't wait. Well, everybody, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this one. Check us out. Till next time, Antler Up. And that's a wrap for another episode of the Antler Up podcast. I want to thank you so much for checking us out. Be sure to head over to antlerupoutdoors.com. Check out our Facebook page, Instagram, our YouTube. And if you want to be featured on our next week Vortex Nation highlight, let me know. DM me on Instagram. We'll get you squared up. Thanks again, everybody, for all your support. Best of luck. Get ready for the upcoming season. Till next time, Antler Up.